welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, this is Baptism Sunday. And the three that are getting baptised today are all going to share their story. Everybody's got a story. In fact, all our stories, they're not finished yet. They're still being written. But today we're going to hear from these three individuals that are going to share their story and how God has met with them and how they found faith in Jesus. I know you're going to be encouraged. I know you're going to be inspired as they share about their faith journey. Hello and welcome to a baptismal service when, where me and Charlene will be getting baptised together as a couple. It's a monumental moment for us both and we're so happy to share it with you. I just wanted to start by saying there's a scripture in the Bible that says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given unto you. I come from a coaching background um, where everything is about personal development, everything is about becoming my best self. I wish I knew, seek first the kingdom of God because that is how I live now. And it's a life full of joy, grace, peace and comfort. So this is my story. Um, and for only people that are really, really close to me will actually know about my past. Um, I've buried it, I'm not proud of it, and I've basically hidden it from the world. So I grew up in a Christian home. My mum and dad were spiritual Christians, and I had all the teachings growing up, Sunday schools, everything like that. When I became a teenager, I was at Frisborough Academy. Being a Christian was not cool, and I got a lot of stick for it. My dad was a pastor, um, so I kind of started to get a little bit... Um, I started moving away from it, and I got to a point where I was about 14, 15, something like that, where I really just rejected all God, and I was fed up with it. It was religion, it was boring, um, and when I, I kind of started going down a destructive path, I really wanted to destroy the God, the softness out of me, because it wasn't manly to be soft in the 90s. So I went into all sorts of drugs, major addiction problems for 10 years. Um, I went to, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story from Rotherham. There was uh, one night I took my usual drugs and then I went down to meet a friend at one of the clubs and I picked up what I thought was my drink um, and I realised that it had a pill taste in it and I, I, I drank it and I thought mindset of the time was this is going to be a good night. Um, but just in case, I phoned my friend and said, look, I've just drunk a drink that I think might be spiked, can you check up on me in 20 minutes time? So he did, I spoke absolute gibberish, um, so he got my brother-in-law to come down and pick me up. My brother-in-law carried me out of the club 
and took me home. He opened the door, and as soon as he opened the door, my mum was standing right there, and she says, my eyes, the colour of my eyes had whited over. Um, she says, get him to hospital right now. So they took me to hospital, um, I lost consciousness in the, basically as soon as I got in there, um, and I remember being on the table, being worked on by multiple nurses and doctors. And I was actually, it was like I was in a dark room, but the doctors and nurses' voices were like distant, even though they were right next to me. It's, I, can't, I can't explain it any other way than just that. Um, and it, I heard this voice and I knew it was God. And God said, just breathe. And I says, I don't think I want to breathe. Like, what's the point of my life? I'm, like, my life's a mess. I just don't see the point of breathing. So God then said again, just sit up and breathe. And I says, I'll tell you what, God, if you've got a better life for me than what I've got just now, you breathe for me, because I have no interest in life anymore. And I woke up three days later um, in hospital, and you would think that this God experience and saving my life would have changed my path, but it didn't. I was still trapped, I was still taking drugs, um, to the point where I lost a job that I really cared about. And because I lost that job, I decided I'm gonna get clean. So I struggled with it for about nine months. Um, and then one night I had drunk and taken pills and I decided that I was a horrible person and threw myself off a roller shutter twice, knocking myself unconscious and breaking my thumb. I woke, this is like a real low point for me. So the, mor the, night, the day after when I got out of hospital, I phoned a friend of mine that worked at a Christian, worked with a Christian rehab. Um, and he, I phoned him and I says, I need to go to rehab. And he says, okay, he phoned me back, I think about an hour later. And he says, can you go today? And I said, yes. So we packed a bag and went to rehab. During rehab, I was anti-religion. I was just there to get clean. I didn't want anything to do with God or any of the rubbish religious stuff that they were doing. Um, but halfway into my three months that I did, I decided that while I'm here, I might as well give it a go, see what it's all about. So I, I started reading my Bible and praying all my breaks, all the time that I had, and it was like, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. It's just words on a page, words on a page. And then about 10 days in to doing that, I just, I remember walking outside one day. It was a sunny day, and every Saturday we could go to the shops under supervision. And I remember just thinking, Jesus is literally walking beside me right now. And to the point where I actually turned around to look and see if there was actually somebody standing there. And like, as another massive God experience, but I came back to the Northeast and again, I ended up in pubs and clubs. Um, and I just like strayed away from God. I strayed away from him. Um, I got into a, a horrific marriage. Um, I lost access to my kids for three months and nine months. Um, everything was a mess. And then I met Charlene. Um, 
my beautiful wife. And Charlene was on a spiritual path like me. I was into new age, like crystals, tarot cards, Kabbalah. I was uh, studied a lot of Kabbalah and Buddhism, Hindu, even Islam. I would search everywhere except Jesus. And just tough to, you just have to ask yourself if it's something that you're rejecting, why are you rejecting it? Because I was open to everything but rejected Jesus. And I think that like, there are a lot of people out there that has put the Christians, the, sorry, the religious stamp on Jesus, but it is not a religion. If it was just a religion, I wouldn't be here. It's a spiritual journey with Jesus, the master teacher, God on earth. Um, so, so I, the reason I come back to Christ or came to Christ was because Charlene had started attending a discovery course. Obviously, because I have a background in a Christian family, um, I knew people that go to church. So I turned up one day to pick Charlene up, and she, as I was picking her up, I saw Anne-Marie, and Anne-Marie says, oh, Stephen, I think you should come along because you have some controversial questions. I fell for the trap. Um, so. I turned up thinking, yes, I'll tell all you Christians that God is love, God is light, God is all, God is in us all. And my bubble was burst because just before I attended the next week, my dad came in and he says, um, I says, if God is all and God is in all, and he's like, where did you get that from? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like talking about this stuff that I've never, I never knew where it come from. I didn't even know. So. I, I read the Bible, and the Bible doesn't say God is all. There's lots of, lots of false prophets out there telling us things and then quoting single scriptures to back themselves up, but they're, it's actual lies. Like, the stuff that I learned in the New Age, like christ light and things like that. But why are we talking about those things and never talking about the crucifixion, never talking about our sin? Like, we're all sinners. I'm a sinner. Charlene's a sinner. I'm going to throw her under the bus because she's my wife. <laughs> um, but we're all sinners. But we all can be forgiven through believing in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And I just want to invite everyone like, to just try. Like, I, I came to the discovery course and I was just enlightened. Straight away, it was like I got zapped by truth. The missing piece, missing piece that I was looking for in every spiritual journey, every plant medicine, all the things of the world that I've tried in personal development, I found the missing piece. And that missing piece, you can find it too, and you'll find it in Jesus if you would allow yourself to come. Um, I, I just want to let you know that I'm, my life's not perfect. I've had lots of things happen, especially recently since I've getting baptized. But none of it matters, because I know God has got me. God is protecting me and his hand is upon me. And I just wish that you, everybody watching this would just see that and come to Jesus and get the love of Jesus for you.
Hello, my name is Charlene Watt and I'm so grateful to be here today, standing here with my beautiful, amazing husband, Stephen, um, as we make this commitment, a public commitment to Jesus, to serve Jesus. I didn't come from a Christian family at all. Um, the only connection I really had to Christianity was through school, where we would do the Lord's Prayer. And it's from there that I think I really started praying to God when I was in primary school, when things would go wrong or um, I was feeling lonely or I needed to ask for something or forgiveness. I just prayed to God. But I didn't really have anyone else around me that really believed in God. Um, so I guess I was kind of hoping that there was a God. I didn't really know if there was, but in my heart, I really hoped that it was true. And then when my late husband, Graham, died, I was um, diagnosed with terminal cancer. I had an encounter with what I can only describe now is the Holy Spirit. And I just had this amazing sense of peace, like wrapped around me, like a blanket. And I knew that everything was going to be okay, even though my mind was telling me that nothing's okay in this moment. But I really felt like God was telling me that everything was going to be okay and that he had me. And then I met um, my husband, Stephen, and a few years later. But um, we kind of met each other at a similar place. And I had this feeling that I, I needed to find what that thing was that I'd encountered on that night. Um, I believed in God but I didn't know where I was supposed to be placed with it. Like, I didn't know how to really be with God. And Stephen came from a Christian family, but he was very much, at that time, trying to do things on his own and pull away from what he had been shown growing up. And we kind of met at a similar place, both seeking, both looking for the truth. And we knew as soon as we met that God had put us together. And both of us had that feeling as soon as we started talking to each other. And especially when we met each other and we just knew that we were going to be together for the rest of our lives. So we started on a spiritual seeking journey. Um, tried a lot of different things, went a lot of different places, but none of them really took us to what we wanted to find. Everything was a dead end or just made us feel even more lost. And then one day, well actually I had, I had been doing this um, course for about two years. I got into this, um, it was a course about Jesus and about Jesus' teachings. And I felt like I wanted to know more about Jesus. 
and I wanted to know what he was in the world and I knew he was a real person but I didn't I didn't know what the big fuss was about Jesus um, I knew he was in the Bible but I didn't really get the Bible I hadn't read the Bible but I'd heard from other people about what the Bible said or like a lot of negative things about the Bible to be honest and I found this course that seemed to teach about Jesus so I followed this course and it did um, let us know about all the miracles that Jesus did. But one thing that I didn't realize at the time was it didn't mention the crucifixion. It didn't mention why Jesus had to die and what that was about and what that was for. So that took me to like, really question why I hadn't read the Bible myself. And I thought, if I really want to know Jesus, then really need to read the Bible. So I went along to a discovery course at the Apex, here in the Apex. And on that course, the, the penny dropped. And I knew in my heart that I'd found the truth. And I knew in my heart that this was never going to change. Like all of the other things that I had encountered in my spiritual journey, I, I knew that they were temporary. I knew I would be moving through them and trying other things. And I never had that feeling when I came to Jesus, when I really knew why he died on the cross. And what, what his sacrifice actually meant. Um, and that was quite a big moment for me because I couldn't, I couldn't find it in my heart to say that I was a Christian because I didn't want to put myself in that pigeonhole. Like I pushed away from it all my life just by with what other people told me. And I never read the Bible for myself. Then I found this truth but I couldn't bring myself to say that I was a Christian and I was a bit embarrassed about it and I wondered what people would think of me. And then one day I was sitting speaking to Stephen's dad and I said, I believe everything in this prayer about Jesus and what he's done for us and why it was so important. And But I can't say that I'm a Christian. And he said, what is it? that's stopping you saying that you're a Christian. And I said, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel right to say it. And he said, well, do you know what being a Christian means? And I said, well, no, not really. I just know that a lot of people don't like it. And he said, being a Christian means that you are trying your best every day to be more Christ-like. And I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. And he was like, well, you're a Christian then. And I was like, wow, okay. All this time, I thought I could do it on my own and I could be closer to God on my own, but I could never get there. The only way to get close to God is through Jesus. And that day I said the prayer and was saved and that was a year ago this month, 
And the miraculous thing about that is Stephen also said the prayer within weeks of me saying it, and not because I had, but because he was also shown the truth, and we arrived there together. And this year has just been an amazing year together. Having Jesus in our life has just changed everything for us. Um, we got married in June, and now we are being baptized together. And I just want to like leave you with a verse that really spoke to me, and it's um, John 9:25. It's where Jesus had healed a man, a blind man, and the Pharisees were asking, asking him what happened and how Jesus had healed him. And all the man replied was, "I was blind, and now I can see." And that's how I feel. I feel like everything that I'd looked at in the past was just a lie after a lie and it was keeping me distracted from actually going to the one and only source of truth, which was the Bible. And I just feel so blessed that we can now devote our life to spreading that good news about what Jesus did for us, for all of us, because it's in all of our hearts. And it says in the Bible that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that, I feel that that is what everyone needs to know. And I think deep in their heart they do. So if you've got the courage to come along to church or you feel drawn or called to just pick up the Bible and have a read for yourself, it'll change your life for eternity. Good morning, everyone. My name is Malachi Gurswami and I am 10 years old. I'm so excited to share my testimony with you here today. In most houses, you'd hear parents greeting their children in the morning by saying, good morning, darling, I love you, or did you have a good sleep? But in my house, my brothers and I get asked by our parents if we have read the Bible first, and then comes all the lovely greetings. It all started last year at the kids' camp in October. We were learning about visions. Our camp leader, Lisa, instructed everyone to close their eyes and write down on a piece of card what the first thing they saw was. I saw what looked like the gates of heaven with a person calling on my name. When I moved closer, I found that it was Jesus telling me that I am saved. When the meeting had finished, I went to my room and prayed about the vision. I felt Jesus in my body and wanted to dig deeper into what it meant. After I returned home from camp, during our daily family praise and worship time, my mum asked me if I wanted to be baptised. Although I was still sceptical, I said yes. But what we read from the Bible and discussed that day helped me to understand the, the importance of having a personal relationship with God and being baptised. As it says in Acts 2 verse 41, 
Those who accepted his message were baptized, and 3,000 were added to their number that day. I understood that even if one person comes to believe in God, it brings God so much joy. I would also like to share this verse from Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. It says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one that is more powerful than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. This verse is so important because it shows how powerful baptism is, so much that John the Baptist says in this verse, he can baptize you with water for repentance, but Jesus, who he is not worthy of even carrying his sandals, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So, what it means to say is that we can get baptized in water, but without Jesus, we can't be born again. The math won't work. Which is why after learning and fully accepting Christ, I have chosen to get baptized now. First, I want to thank God for speaking with me and giving me a nudge to take this most important step. I'd also like to thank my family for praying with me and supporting me and encouraging me to, in every step of my journey and helping me to make this important decision in my life and teaching me to be focused on God. Last but not least, I want to thank Apex Church, pastors, elders, Sunday school teachers, helpers and camp organisers for praying for me and supporting me too and with my walk with God. Yeah.